Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome into the hop. Gabe and Steven are here for a, a special Turkey Day episode, and uh, boy, it's a special one today. Hell yeah. Gobble, gobble, everyone. What's going on? Thank you so much for joining us um, on this uh, special Thanksgiving um, giving of thanks beer episode. Uh, we've got a very special one. We are drinking Black is Beautiful beers. Um, as you guys know, we reported on this uh, in many episodes about different breweries coming together to make these awesome brews. So we are very excited. We have so much drinking to do. Oh, so much. Holy crap. So <laughs> I just say we get right into it. Um, hey, Steven. Yes, Gabe. Let's grab a beautiful drink. think of no better way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year than to drink all the we've got a huge assortment of black is beautiful beers (laughs) which is a little intimidating because they're all imperial stouts so but uh mama didn't raise no bitch so here we are (laughs) so we're here to do it but it just seemed uh appropriate it's something that uh we're grateful for and thankful for that that uh some you know version of the beer industry giving back and this just seemed right for this week and uh i'm just going to acknowledge off the bat that you're probably not listening to us on the day we dropped, but yeah, we are dropping this. You're, you're probably eating some mashed potatoes and stuffing and whatnot. But, but we uh, are dropping this on Thanksgiving. It just happens to be on Thirsty Thursday. Because so we, we don't take days off on the hop because we're committed to providing quality entertainment for you every single Thursday. In the form of No matter beer. what day it is. Doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving, if a baby is born. Shout out to Finn. Congrats. <laughs> If uh, I can't think of any other, if scenarios. a pandemic hits, the point is we'll be here every damn Thursday. Hell yeah, including this one. Ever drinking black is beautiful. So we have a lot to do, and before we get into it, uh, wow. I'll I'll give our our weekly reminder um, to follow us at the HO Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, have you checked out our new podcast logo yet? Because it's it's Ooh! it's pretty. It's pretty pretty. It's pretty pretty, all right. It's very sexy. So you should uh, head over there and check us out. Uh, check out all the beer content we put out over there. You can follow us uh, on YouTube. Subscribe. Click the bell. Uh, get notified whenever a new episode drops. And, of course, you can hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, that's a great place to go over. Give us a rate and review. Uh, five stars would be delightful um and a review really helps the show it helps us uh get a a sense of what you're feeling what you're thinking how you want the show to move moving forward we're coming into a new year people changes could be a front that's what yeah exactly there's all new stuff coming out uh as always let us know what breweries we should hit next let us know what breweries we should repeat let us know if we should maybe do wine maybe do tequila we kept promising we were going to do that and we were going to have to do it for the next year so let us know we're here for you it may be thanksgiving but there's news to get into beer news and we're kicking things off over at russian river brewing now we have reported on their pliny the younger release we reported on this back when the 2020 release happened in february uh we've talked about it what a big deal it is for the economy of the town and uh what this release means in the beer world i mean pliny the younger is like the holy grail of beer craft beer and uh i want some (laughs) haven't had it yet yeah me neither i've had the elder i have not had the younger Well, Russian River is pivoting to a virtual slash delivery option for their 2021 release. Um, Of course, they're citing COVID and and the pandemic and everything, basically saying that they don't see any avenue to be able to have the globe 
descend upon their brewery and tap yeah. room in t- February of 2021. So they're going to be able to, uh, they're still producing the beer because what would a year be without Pliny the Younger? Uh, but they're going to deliver it. Um, if you live in California, they're going to be able to ship it to you. And that's basically how they're going to go about it. So from their website, they said uh, their signature 510 milliliter bottles will be available for sale as part of a mixed case for a limited time on the website for direct shipping to consumers within the state of California. They said uh, bottles will be for sale on the website for a limited time late January, early February. The date is TBD. They also said at this time we are only able to ship within the state of California for cost, compliance, and legal reasons. In an effort to recreate a true Russian River tasting experience, each mix case will include four bottles of Younger plus two each of a few other fun Russian River beers. Bottles will neither be available at our brew pubs nor released for wholesale distribution. So this is really the only way to get them. There will be a very, very limited distribution for on-premise sales, so basically getting this beer on tap to very specific accounts that they have, um, but it's going to be very small. The primary way to get it is is in these bottles um, through shipping, and and last year was the first year that they shipped, that they bottled this beer at all. So This would be a great Christmas gift. Fuck yeah, I would. Are you kidding me? If I got this for Christmas, I wouldn't need Absolutely. anything else. Note to my California friends. I would <laughs> yeah. love a bottle of this. Um and they're planning to have a uh, virtual tasting event or several virtual virtual tasting events on Facebook Live when it happens. So keep an eye out for those. And just in case you are not in the know, uh, just about the beer real quick, Pliny the Younger is a triple IPA, uh, meaning that it is higher in alcohol and has tons of hops. The ABV usually finishes at about 102 percent um but it's remarkably dry for the amount of malt used in the recipe loaded with hop aroma and flavor younger is remarkably well balanced with malt and a lingering dry and bitter finish (sighs) me want me me need (laughs) me need damn (laughs) uh so keep an eye out for that uh illinois buffalo creek brewing is opening a socially distanced alpine beer garden coming up very soon which sounds epic and awesome for all of you uh people who love the cold and love uh you know getting outside even when there's a little bit of snow on the ground burr burr uh true to their german heritage the brewery is creating a holiday retreat for the upcoming months, uh, basically as a way to continue beer sales um, due to the weather and obviously due to COVID and everything. Um, They are doing it safely during the pandemic. They've got rules set in place and uh, all the precautions. Uh, The owner and brewmaster Mike Marr has said, we're mimicking the Europeans in creating a true Alpine winter beer garden experience. The beer will be cold, but the atmosphere will warm your soul which follows me up to the description of this beer garden, which just sounds epic. Set against a scenic pine forest backdrop, the beer garden offers multiple roaring fire pits, patio and barrel table heat lamps, sheepskin throws, twinkle lighting, holiday decor, outdoor table service, and over two acres of winter wonderland to explore and stay socially distanced from others. It's the perfect spot to bring bay. It still sounds very cold. <laughs> it does sound very cold. The but pictures are just of like, I mean. The beer is just <laughs> sitting in uh, a thing of snow. But it does look really dope. And it's something to do during the winter season. You know, we, we, we've we been seeing all these like restaurants and beer places, you know, pubs and stuff. And it's, you know, what do you do when outdoor seating goes away because of the cold? Well, I mean, you can still have a little getaway and an authentic German tradition at Buffalo Creek Brewing. Yeah, absolutely. It actually looks really cool and fun. And if their heaters work well, I would be happy exactly. to go check it out. Like if, if you're if if I know like it's going to be warm, like sure, pour yeah. it. You know, you won't have to worry about the beer going warm. You just put it in the snow. It's just I I, I came to the East Coast from California. Lots of quarantining involved. Very socially distanced. It was a lot of it was a process. Yeah, I'm sure. But. Uh, I got off the plane and was immediately, it was just shell-shocked. It's, oh it's, I, I really don't. Oh, my God. It's like 50. <laughs> I really don't like it at all. Um, in other news, uh, Beck Flavors has forecasted the potential food and drink trends for 2021. And this is interesting to me. Um, this is a company that basically 
tries to predict. All right, essentially they're looking for the next pumpkin spice. That's what's that's yeah. What the they're deal looking is. for the next like off the shelf or yes. sort of yeah. Yeah, they're looking for like what is the next trend in the food and drink industry? What is the next flavor that people are going to gravitate mm-hmm. towards? So they do a bunch of research and they poll people and they basically break it down into four identified flavor categories. Those are fruit, botanical, innovative, and people's choice. Uh, and this huh. is what they've identified for 2021. This could be what's to come. Fruit yuzu. Uh, that's a Japanese fruit. We've mm-hmm. seen it already in beer. Uh, that's sort of not too off the beaten path. I like that. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm done with that. Uh, in the botanical category, cherry blossom. I would say yes, because most of the um, barrel aged, uh, the barley wine, like isn't don't they always have kind of like a cherry? There's a cherry tinge, yeah. Tinge to it, so. I'm all about the cherry blossom. All right, you ready for that curveball? (laughs) In the innovative category, dill pickle. Huh. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's the response. Maybe in like a goza? Well, to be fair. This is food and drink. So this is not like they're not just talking beer. Right. Oh, okay. They're right, talking right. food and drink. Yep. However, <laughs> it could be. However, what? The the quote from, from the article was, it can be used in a wide range of applications, including cocktails, beer, chocolate, coffee, mm. candy, ice cream, chips, popcorn, and more. And I got to say, yeah, the wrench in the equation is it's coffee. coffee. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. I, I just can't Dill see myself. coffee. I can't see myself waking up at like, you know, nine in the morning, like getting ready for go out. And yeah, um, can I get a medium dill pickle iced coffee <laughs> with a little bit of cream? Like what? No. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't have a This Week in Gross this week, but I it's, think that I think that's it. That would qualify <laughs> if that exists. That's yuck. Um. But sure, I could see like a dill pickle sour beer, like maybe like a D, yeah. uh, like you said, a goza. Go, just because sure. I think of like dill pickle, I think of like saltiness. Salt, yeah. yes, I like that. Uh, and the people's choice category was honeycomb toffee, which is mm. just so specific. <laughs> that is Wow, that is very specific. It sounds good, though. It does. And uh, so... Those are those are the winners. I mean, you know, this this is not an exact science at all. It could mean nothing. We could not see this at all. But it's fun. Like this time of year, as the year ends, you start to see people projecting what they anticipate the trends being in the future. Yeah. You see people start trying to anticipate what is the next seltzer going to be? What's the next right, boom going right, to be? Right, right. They want to get ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And also what is like I said, what is the next pumpkin spice? What's the flavor that everyone's going to want in everything? Will it be dill pickle? Time will tell. Who knows? Um, to wrap up the news and notes, um, there's another dope brewery in Stratford. Uh, Stratford's Athletic Brewing is making some waves. Um, they were named tops in the North American International International Beer Challenge uh, just two years after launching. Uh, one of their brews was cited as from the International Beer Challenge as one of the best in the world in 2020, their Freeway IPA. They're also getting a lot of recognition for the Run Wild IPA, which was named uh, another one of the world's best. Um, They specialize in... They don't specialize, but they're known for the non-alcoholic beers, which is very interesting. And there are categories in the International Beer Beer Challenge that show this off. Um, So they have won many awards uh, for these two beers. Uh, they are they have a brewing facility at 350 Long Beach Boulevard in Stratford. Um, they have achieved distribution in Connecticut all over. Uh, they are now in grocery chains like Big Y, Stop and Shop, Whole Foods, um, and their tap room remains closed due to COVID, uh, but they're offering curbside pickup Friday through Sunday. Earlier in the year, uh, they acquired a former Ballast Point Brewing facility in San Diego with 125,000 square feet of space to give it additional capacity on the heels of securing a $17.5 million in fresh capital. So if you're in line for two roads in Stratford and you just don't want to wait and the line is too long, you can go to Athletic Brewing Company. I didn't know it was there. Neither did I. And this is, we're sure this is Stratford, Connecticut, right? Not Stratford, yeah. England, Stratford, yeah. Canada. Stratford upon Avon. 
Go drink with Billy Shakes. No, yeah, it's Stratford, Connecticut. Um, and uh, yeah, they were named one of the top brewers in North America. So they must be doing something right. Wow. Well, CT, man. CT, where it's man. At. We got good beer. For those of you who think we don't, y'all don't know what you're talking about. All right, let's toast it up. And I, I think I think it's time to get jazzy. And I'm going to be honest, I don't have a prepared toast for this week. I just wanted to uh, keep it real, raise a glass to uh, you, the listeners, and basically just say that I am thankful on this Thanksgiving for this show, for the people that have tuned in, listened to us, enjoy us, rate, review us, all of those things, uh, and to have an excuse to grab a drink with you every week. My My man. man. My man. Yeah, I am I am thankful for that as well. Um, we started this crazy ride a little while ago and we're still keeping it going strong. Um, whether we're on on the on the Zoom call or sitting across from each other, we're making it work and uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Uh, thank you for the reviews. Thank you for uh, you know, choosing your thirsty Thursday to spend with Steven and I. So Cheers. Cheers. That was a a Thanksgiving toast of gratefulness. For the record books. Gabe, Uh are you ready for the most intense flight that anyone has ever taken? This isn't a flight. This is like a jet. (laughs) Like It's a super jet. This is a a super jet to the danger zone. It's an intense ride. Let's do it. Black is beautiful. Here we go. Black is beautiful. Op, uh, this black is beautiful selection is coming from Wild East Brewing. They are out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they specialize in classic European brewing techniques with modern American craft beer innovations to produce farmhouse style and mixed fermentation ales. They were founded by Brett Taylor, Tyler March, and Lindsay Steen, uh, and they are now brewing and distributing beer throughout NYC. So, just to give you guys context, we're drinking five of these. Oh, God. Now it's definitely set in stone. Uh, And we are not going to do what we usually do and break down every aspect of the beer and all the tasting notes because we just felt it would get a little redundant. We think there will be, you know, some differences between each one. And so we kind of want to highlight the differences between them. We'll give you the stats of the beer, but we don't want to sit here and go coffee, chocolate, vanilla. Yeah, we'll just be repeating ourselves. For every single one, it would just be redundant (laughs) for you. Um, But so we're kicking the one off with with Wild East, which is the tamest, I would say. Uh, Yeah. Of the Blacks is beautiful. It's it's the the not not as strong as the other ones. So it's a 7% uh, untapped has it at 3.87 beer advocate doesn't have a rating for it. I would say that's the case for most of these because they are very, very new. Yes. Wild East describes it as an American stout recipe brewed with New York state malt and hops and fermented with our Saison blend, bold and rich malty flavors akin to chocolate and bread crusts with highlights of stone fruit caramel and light roast coffee a hundred percent of proceeds for this one go to the nyclu and meharry medical college all right it's my favorite medical college meharry uh yeah um they describe it as a belgian stout which is interesting not the imperial as the other ones um so let's get into it yeah and right off the nose i can tell you that it smells oh far more like a belgian oh my god yeah beer right like it doesn't oh i was not expecting that like it, it smells like I get some sense of like the roasted malt, like a Guinnessy thing, but but a lot of I mean you I get, get that, that yeast, the yeast, the esters, that like that bubble gummy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. They weren't kidding. Uh, Belgian stout. There you go. Yeah, definitely get Saison off this for sure. All right. Oh yeah, Belgian right away. I don't. It doesn't really. Tastes like a stout to me. That's what I was just thinking. Imagine if you were blindfolded and someone gave you this beer and said, drink it. What color would you imagine this being? 
imagine someone gave you no context. They just blindfolded yeah. you and handed you a glass and you took a sip of it. Just based on the flavor, what color would you imagine? Very dark orange. Me too. Like yeah, it's it's I, got I some it's got some roasted to it. Yeah. But the the initial flavor when you drink it is Belgian spice, yeast, coriander, definitely some stone fruit. It's it's got the like a little bit of the chocolate and the coffee in the back end, but no, yeah, this isn't. I w- this doesn't taste like a stout to me. Yeah, this is very intriguing right off the bat. Yeah. Just not what I was. I was expecting. Wow, it's a good way to start. Yeah, something different. Something that we weren't expecting was going to happen. Uh, as far as color, it's jet black. It's forty, and I think you can anticipate that for all of them. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, some decent quick lacing, I would say. The black is beautiful. Uh, thing just in case you aren't aware of it or we're living under a rock yes <laughs> it's it's an initiative that was uh basically a collaborative effort it was started by weathered souls brewing uh down in texas and um you know the it was it was all about understanding and supporting people of color and inclusion we've talked about this on the show before yes the beer industry is um I mean, I think it's fair to say it's lacking in diversity uh, and, you know, people of color underrepresented in this industry. And even when they do um, open breweries, it's just harder to find their beer. Sometimes this was about uh, bringing awareness to that, you know, shedding a light on it, especially in light of everything that was going on this summer. Yeah. So um, they made a beer. They made the recipe widely available. This is something we see a lot. Uh, in the brewing industry, you know, beers for a cause. And they said, we're asking for breweries and brewers uh, far and wide to raise a glass with us in unison, participate in the collaboration, uh, and then basically use their recipe as as a base. Uh, but they said, please place your own spin and love into this. The sky's the limit as far as creativity goes. Um, so all of these beers have the same label. It's sort of a uh, orange, brown, and black Kind of looks like the color yeah, of our logo. I was in a just way. about to say that. I was like, "It's I, we didn't steal it. Like the we had no, the logo. They stole it. <laughs> they saw our podcast yeah. and they were like, that's a good idea.' <laughs> yeah, it's it's very similar, um, kind of to ours, like with the color scheme, and then just across the front just says "Black is beautiful." Just gets right to the point of it. Um, but yeah, as you said, Weathered Souls had they had basically the base recipe, which you can get online, by the way. Um, they had the base recipe for the stout. Um, they thought that was uh, the right way to go. And so you grab that and you give your spin to it. Um, they are asking for um, 100% of each brewery's proceeds to local foundations uh, that support uh, everything we just talked about, uh, legal defenses for those who have been wronged, police brutality reform, everything like that. Um, and Weathered Souls is personally giving part of their proceeds to the Know Your Rights campaign. Yeah. Um, you can go online to blackisbeautiful.beer and you can check out everything. Um, they have all of the breakdowns. Um, let's see. I want to see if they upped the number of how many breweries are currently involved. 1,192 in all 50 states and 22 countries. Yeah. And they have a list of all of the breweries that are involved. It's an incredible and, and constantly growing list. And it's been one of the biggest beer movements I think I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen beer movements before for things for fires for you know the the campfire for all kinds of stuff you know we've seen this but but this one really took off in a in a big big way and we've reported on this show about it quite a bit so we've kind of been excited that's why we have so many of these we've been building it up we've been waiting for it it's been one of those things where it's like when you're going to shop for beer if you see one grab it yeah that's kind of where we're at so we don't have like a specific theme for brewery wise. It was more of just like what we could get our hands on in the moment. Um, so that's what we have. The uh, logo was made by KD Designs. Um, they did an excellent job of, you know, making it and getting to the symbol sim- symbolism of the project and whatnot. Um, and if you want to, you can, you can email um, him kddesigns512 at gmail.com for any questions about the design or in regards to use of the label. Um, on this website, you can download the artwork. You can, you know, register it and be added to the site. I mean, this site has everything. So if you want to get involved and if you want to just learn more about it. And if you're a home brewer, 
the web the the recipe's there. Go get your hands on it and brew yourself some black is beautiful. If if we had the equipment, we'd absolutely do that. Yeah. We'd be drinking our cream. I'd even print a label. Why not? And maybe stick it on a can if I had a can. (laughs) (laughs) A canning machine. Uh but yeah, it's it's very open, very out there, and you know, they're encouraging uh, inclusion. Uh, it's it's just open for everybody to participate, and the more participation, the better. And like Gabe said, 100% of proceeds, this was expressly asked by Weathered Souls, who created this initiative, 100% of the proceeds go towards a local organization of the brewery's choice. So every Black is Beautiful beer that we drink today will be mentioning where those proceeds are going for that particular brew based on that brewery, that brewery's choices, that brewery's community, where the brewery is, all that stuff. As long as we know. <laughs> as long as we were able to find that information. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, wow. wow. Belgian stout. I don't think I've yeah, had another is... Belgian stout before, so this is interesting. This is. I would say the wild thing about this is just like the nose when you smell it. It's just got so much of that Belgian <clears throat> spice, so much of that... Yeah coriander yeast um banana you know citrus yeah. all of that stuff that you're used to coming off a a belgian trapel or one of those like all of those things are on the no- the nose and right. then you take a sip and all that stuff is there for the majority of it and then it goes to the back and, and then it's the like stout. then it's stout yeah, yeah that's when it appears it's crazy i like it i don't know why but i think the first thing i thought of was the allagash trapel yeah. Just because I, I don't know why it brought me back to that one specifically, but my that's immediately where my mind went. But yeah, I, I'm just thinking about what you said earlier about just being blindfolded and trying this. It's like I would not I'd be like, no, it's just a Belgian whatever. It's not a stout. Yes, yeah, it is. So interesting start to our Black is Beautiful journey at Wild East Brewing out of Brooklyn. All right. Should we do another one? All right. Uh, we're going to take turns just picking beers because we don't have a specific order. So Steven. I'm going to shoot for Gun Hill. Let's go Gun Hill. Gun Hill. Gun Hill it is. So Gun Hills is an imperial stout made with dolce de leche. That's Dol- how they describe it. Dolce de leche. Dolce de leche. This one is 10%. Here we go. ABV. And as are all the rest. Hands in. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, again, Beer Advocate, no rating untapped, has it at 4.05. But it's in our glasses, so we're here for it. Uh, Gun Hill out of Bronx, New York. The co-founders Kirian Farrell and Dave Lopez met on a baseball field in early 2004, just kind of hanging out. Smell it, smell Uh-oh. it, smell it quick, smell it. Oh, oh it my smells god. so good. Oh my god, it does smell Wow, it does it smells like toffee. This smells like caramel toffee. This is like this is Dolce Delicious. It smells like butterscotch man. pudding. A- absolutely. Oh my god. Ah! Wow. Okay, this is why I love this because they provided a base stout recipe and said to these breweries, Go be creative, yeah. do it. And these breweries said, message received. Can do. Wow. Oh, wow. my God. It, it, they weren't lying. That's exactly what it was. Um, but, yeah, the brewery started shortly after 2004. Um, the location of Gun Hill is yards away from Gun Hill, which is the site of a strategic battle of the Revolutionary War, which is which gives it its name, which is very interesting. So uh, it smells like caramel, and I'm just oh like. Oh, my God. It smells like butterscotch, caramel candies. Watch it not taste like that at all. Watch it taste like something I know, but different. the smell is just so good. And right behind it, there's a little bit of like cherry or something. Like there's Man. a there's a little complexity there, but it's it's just smells so much sweeter than it looks. I mean, the look is exactly the same as the other one. I feel like I should be wearing a sweater while right? drinking. Like, mm, the look cozy. is, but you don't. It's ten percent. You don't smell any booze. No, none. no. You smell sweet. It smells dessert. It smells. Smells like it should be it's, drunk. Yeah, let's just drink it. <laughs> Butterscotch. Wow, yeah. Butterscotch. Butterscotch up front, butterscotch in back. Like, I feel like Mr. Butterscotch is yeah. drinking this, and I don't know who this fictional character is yet. Wow. But it's not too sweet. No, it's not a dessert beer. But no. it is butterscotchy. 
You get sweetness I, up front and back all over the palate. I am getting a little bit of that cherry now that you mentioned it. And the, just, uh, just like a yeah, hint of it. The sweet flavors, you don't get a lot of – like it's interesting because the last one, it's like we had some some Belgian-y spiciness and then we had a lot of like bitter, a lot of roasted malt, a yeah, lot of that yeah. bite. I don't get a lot of espresso or chocolate. I don't get a lot of that roasted malt flavor. No, I, I don't either. I wonder um, – I am getting the stout characteristics. I don't know if I'm getting like coffee, but I w- I'm getting toffee 100%. Yeah, toffee like, for sure. It's in that general bar- ballpark. I feel like this should be the color of butterscotch pudding. Uh, and this <laughs> this goes in the dangerous category. Like oh, I need yeah. to put this glass down because oh, I'm just guzzling this right now. It's so good. And it's oh, like – if I see this again, we're going to grab it. It's It's – it's so unexpectedly like sweet, but not too sweet. It's not a dessert beer. It's not a milk stout. It's just like, wow, there's a whole lot of caramel that washes over. And then it goes away after you swallow it. It doesn't like linger yeah. to the point of like it's cloying or annoying. Yeah, no, it's not It's not too much. It's like the perfect – it's very, very well balanced. Um, I, I would definitely ca- categorize this as dangerous as well. This is like – it's ten, so it's 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 up there. It's um, ten, and it's very good. And it's got the the smallest little tickle of carbonation, like not even that much to really notice it. But because mm-hmm. we're dissecting each beer, I'm just noticing it. But like, no stress. Yeah, I mean, this uh, gets gets pretty good reviews online as well. One reviewer on Untapped referred to it as a melted Sunday, and I think that's a good way of putting it, honestly. Hey. There's a lot of sweet and not a lot of roasted, not a lot of malt. Yeah, I don't know that, uh, like, it doesn't taste like hot fudge, but it definitely reminds you of hot fudge. Yeah, but hot caramel. Hot caramel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that goes well on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, I hesitate to say that a beer is really sweet, because it makes it sound like I'm saying it's it's too sweet or that could be off-putting. And I don't mean to say that. It's just like sweet is the predominant character in this. If you're looking for something hoppy, no. If yeah, you're looking for something... That bite. Yeah. yeah and if no. you're looking for something like bourbon-y or mm. barrel-y or with a lot of malt or you know that kind of characteristic, maybe not for you because this is a dolce de leche beer. Yeah. This is this is gonna uh, make you like lick your lips in a way that you know a, a double IPA or a triple IPA probably wouldn't because you know that'll give you that bite and it'll be like oh yeah like ah oh, it's it's hard hitting but this one it's like ooh sipping ooh I'm, oh, yeah. I I want to pour this over ice cream you could I could talk all day about the the flavors I get off this it's like cereal milk like uh, cookie dough cookie dough uh, like. Werther's original. <laughs> Honestly, though, yeah, for real, it's it's uh, fudge. I mean, it's 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 in that dessert category. It's not a dessert beer, and I say that because it's ten percent. It's not super sweet. It's not yeah. like oh, one of these might be almost too much. Like it's not it's not that category, but it it is all those dessert flavors. And I don't want to take away from the complexity there too, because. Uh, all of that stuff is there, but there's also, like I said, there's some cherry, there's a little bit of orange, there's some other fruit yeah. layers to it. There's just not a lot of roasted malt, not a lot of coffee. It's sort yeah, of... Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting that at all, but like, I don't know, I kind of don't miss it. No, I... I, I love this. this I didn't know great. what to expect. Not a lot of information online, sort of flying blind on this one, but... Uh, yeah, we... Uh, yum! <clears throat> we only found so much, but... Uh, Wow. Gunhill Brewery, well done. I didn't know what to expect. Me either. Uh, This is a brewery, like Gabe said, out of the Bronx, New York. uh, And it's a brewery that I I like, um, but I haven't... I I mean, they have a ton of great beer on their website. All their beers sound incredible. Yeah. (laughs) This is a... a, Just a solid brewery, but... Bourbon barrel-aged void of light. Like, come on. That's what I mean. Like they did a collab with Prison City Brewing called "Don't Doing Breakfast Time," breakfast stout with oh oats, molasses, raisins, cinnamon, coffee, and vanilla. Come on, 
they did a Benedict Arnold Palmer, which is a Berliner style vice uh, sour with pink lemonade and tea. So it's a beer version of an Arnold Palmer. See, now that I'm into. See, that I, is creative because you don't see that a lot. Exactly. And that's the kind of coconut snickerdoodle void of light. Void of light stout with coconut and cinnamon. See, that's, that's the what, kind of. I love this one. It's just called What's Good. <laughs> East Coast style IPA with citrus, Simcoe, and Columbus hops. I like that. East Coast style IPA. We know what you mean. That's the New York brewery thing. <laughs> that's the thing. New York, like, nah, it's not New England. Not New East England. Coast. We're not in New England. <laughs> but that's the kind of creativity that you're getting yeah, off this Black and they, is Beautiful. And they did it well. Yum. Scrum diddly umptious. All right, Gabe, you pick the next one. All right. Uh, let's go in a kind of a different direction based off of what we've got. Let's do Departed Souls. So Departed Souls, this is a gluten-free yeah. one. Pumped. Uh, it's a, a Imperial Stout at 10%. Again, uh, millet, buckwheat, gluten-free oats, hops, water, yeast. That's what's in there. Beer Advocate does have a rating for this one. We have it at 91. Untapped has it at 3.9. And I would just like to say this one is a little lighter. I was about to say it looks kind of brownish or like a little. It's got a little hint of red. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit more see-through. Definitely some light around the edges. I would put it more down towards a 37, 38 on the SRM chart. Maybe not a 40. Yeah. And also very little head retention and no, no lacing, lacing at, at all. all. Like yeah, this one is super clean. Um, real quick, Departed Souls out of Jersey City, New Jersey. They opened in 2015, and um, it's no surprise this is gluten-free because they specialize in beers for everyone, including many gluten-free beers. That is kind of their thing. Um, they want their their main mission is like beers for everyone involved. Um, so that's what we got today, um, and all the uh, things that Stephen described are in it. All right, so this one definitely smells like a stout. See, this one is interesting to me. The smell I get is more fruit than anything else. I don't get a lot of, like, roasted malt, maybe mm -hmm. because the malt that's in there is all that gluten-free stuff that, like, what I'm getting more is, like, some cherry, some orange. I'm not getting a lot of... the darker flavors. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think it's a little bit... I, I mean, maybe it's just because we're coming off just of on that, the nose, that yeah. caramel yeah. explosion. But yeah, I mean, it's you're definitely right on that. Like, it's not, you know, like a Guinness or a Murphy stout, but it's definitely on the uh, fruitier esters nose mm -hmm. side of things. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that could be due to the, you know, or that could be the cause of the, the lighter color. Yeah, cherry for sure, 100%. Yeah, that comes through. It's... Like red wine, maybe? That's yeah, exactly. That's what it smells right? like. It smells more like a oh. like a Pinot Noir than a beer. Oh my goodness! I get cherry. I get strawberry. Honestly, I get red fruit. I get some raspberry. Even I get yeah. some orange. I get some yeast esters and like some just a lot of fruit. I get a bouquet of flowers and fruit. I do not get a lot of malt at all off this. No, not a lot of malt at all. Just looking at your glass from across the table, I like it's just so red at the bottom. And it's the, it's because of the light, but like look at my like do you see any red? Did you sneak wine into this episode? Are Maybe. We <laughs> you know, a little Malbec to kind of <laughs> reset the momentum. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I mean, I don't I don't know. We're not we're not Somalis. <laughs> We're not beer experts, and uh, maybe this is what happens when you drink gluten-free beer. To be honest, we don't. We haven't had a lot. And I, I don't think I've had gluten-free anything, and if I have, and you I, know what? That's I our fault. I we apologize, listeners. It. Yeah, that's that's on us. That's we on us. Probably have some more gluten-free options, but you know what? It's just not a problem. Gluten just tastes so good. It's like it's like <laughs> peanuts with you. Like it's just not a problem I've ever had to face. Yeah, but peanuts are horrible. Well, says you. <laughs> Peanuts are genuinely bad. <laughs> They're doing bad for the planet. Oh my god! All right, I let's just drink this fucking buzzed. beer. This is get <laughs> We're getting there. We're gonna start giggling. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> Cherry, one hundred percent. Let a little bit more carbonation than the rest. Wow, that is sweet. <laughs> it. I kind of yeah. taste sugar. Mm -hmm. Is it sugary to you? 
Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> Staring at each other like, who's gonna say it? Yeah, it's uh, very sweet. A lot of fruit. Um, su- just surprising for an imperial it's, imperial yeah. stout. It's it's just like, huh? I I mean, I'll read again what is in this because this is the full ingredient list: millet, buckwheat, gluten free oats, hops, water, yeast. There's no fruit in here. So my question is, what the hell? <laughs> how did they get? How did they do that? <laughs> they're they're magic. What the f? All right. It's, well, it's just that when you, I think when you um, use gluten free options, you're mm. looking to get flavor from other places, and right, so yeah. um, the flavor that we're getting is far fruitier than what we were expecting. It does not taste like an imperial stout. No, I will say that it no, tastes no. like a red wine. Um, a Cabernet Sauvignon, and and in fairness, maybe that's the point. Something you'd really like, or maybe like, especially if you're a gluten free oh, drinker, yeah, yeah. And what you're used to is like only gluten free beers or ciders. Like maybe this is something that would be a really nice change of pace for you. Um, would you call this a dessert beer? Because like, I feel like this would go well with like a cherry pie. It's Maybe. just when I think of dessert beer, I'm thinking of a beer that is a dessert. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't know if it's that. Like, I'm thinking of those beers that it's like, okay, there's a whole lot of desserty flavors in here. Maybe even it's a milk stout. Like, right, there's a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. going on okay. that, like, this is in and of itself is a dessert. This, to me, is not a dessert beer I'm at a. I'm trying to put it in a category, and I can't. Like yeah, I don't think I can either. Like I feel like, like I said, yeah, I don't. I don't. Maybe dessert beer is not right, but it's definitely like it would pair well with like fruit. Yeah, fruit, uh, cherry ice cream, cherry pie. Uh, you know, like seven layer cookies. I don't it's, know. It's not. It just doesn't taste like an imperial stout. It doesn't at all. No. It. it it, but it also doesn't taste like a barley wine. It doesn't taste like a red ale or an amber ale. It doesn't think it tastes like anything I can put it at along the porter or other. I, I just don't know where to put this. And maybe that's because we are not well-versed enough in gluten-free beers. That could be. In which case, happy Thanksgiving. Our apologies. Uh, but, it kind of tastes like its own category. Fruit beer? Dark fruit beer. <laughs> Uh, Where's Moira Rose when we need her? <laughs> oh my god! Ew! That wasn't related to the beer. It's just she's yeah. It's she's, all we have. Shit's Creek. Yeah, go watch it. Uh, Season six is now on Netflix. Anyway, um, huh? I don't not like this. I'm just taken aback by it. I I don't not like this. However, I will say I'm a little surprised. Beer Advocate give it a ninety-one. I feel like this is kind of like an eight, a low 80s type of score. Well, in fairness, Beer Advocate reviews are based on who reviewed it. So if one gluten-free beer drinker oh, reviewed it, that's right. that's a 91, right. then that would be the beer. You know what I mean? Like it's That's okay. just an well, average. Well, okay, so then I'll say this. I wouldn't necessarily give it a 91. I would give it an 81, maybe an 80, 79 in that area. Yeah, I would give it a... But it's not bad. It's just, it's just not, it's just not an imperial stout. No. It's just such a bizarre take on this particular, like to think, but, I, but again, to think that these all came from the same base recipe is insane. They're so different. They're, They're so wildly different. different. Like if you've had one Black is Beautiful and you're like, I'm not gonna have the other ones because they're probably all about the same. No. Think again. These are insanely different. I mean, we even said at the top of this segment, we're not going to do all the flavor profiles because it'll just be redundant. We probably should have. <laughs> we I, honestly, they are wildly different. Um, I this is this is the first beer on the hop. I think that has just completely stumped me. I don't know what to yeah. do with it. I don't know where to put it. It is just. I don't know who to give it to. If this was a red wine, it would make total sense. Yeah, it tastes like a carbonated red wine. Yeah, it really does. We do have two more, huh? Okay, it's my turn to pick. It's your turn. I let me guess what you're gonna grab. It's licking hole. 
Let's go back to Licking Hole. I love Licking Hole so much. It's Licking Hole time. I love Licking Hole because not only do they have... <laughs> I love Licking Hole. Oh, I, I really favorite. do. Because they're... The, I mean, we talked about it on their episode, but like their beer is just so good that their beer backs it up. Exactly. <laughs> so like they're not just a pretty face no, or a funny name. Or like, a funny name. Like they have exceptional They're not beer. just a pretty hole. They're, <laughs> they're an excellent brewery and they have a version of Black is Beautiful that we have our hands on. Uh, again, Ooh. it's a 10 percenter. It's Imperial Stout. They said, we took the Black is Beautiful recipe from Weathered Souls and we tried to keep it as true to the original as possible. We wanted this beer to showcase the masterfully roasted and caramel malt graciously donated from Murphy and Rude malting out of uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. We got notes of deeply roasted coffee, rich cacao, creamy vanilla, and caramel toffee. 100% of proceeds of the beer go to the Richmond Black Restaurant Experience. Beer Advocate hasn't rated it. Untapped has it at 3.9. And uh, if you've listened to us uh, throughout the episodes, hashtag round 34, Licking Hole had its own episode. They are out of... Goochland, Goochland, Virginia, and that is not a typo. That is the name of the town. Uh, they are a farm brewery specializing in small batch flavor and hard-to-come-by ingredients. And one thing that uh, we really loved learning about them was that they source their own water on site. Mm-hmm. Um, Licking Hole Creek, Licking Hole Creek Brewery, um, is it, they're all about their own water supply, clean, efficient water is how they make their beer. And they have jumped on the Black is Beautiful train, and here we are. On the nose of this one, now we're okay. talking. All right, like, now, now we got a stout. Now we're in Imperial <laughs> Stout land. Like, all right, number one, not really imperial. Stout, Belgian. Not really imperial. Belgian. Number two. Caramel. Just caramel. Butterscotch and caramel. Number three. Red wine. <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, is this, an imperial This smells stout. like an imperial stout. And like they said, they wanted to stay true to the original recipe. This smells like booze. It smells like roasted malt. It smells like. Smells like coffee. A little bit of fruit. Chocolate. Yeah. All, all the stuff we expected to be drinking this whole time. But I love that this was the first one. Whoa. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, it only took four of these to really... And I'm glad about that. I do have to say, like, I'm glad we didn't start off with this one. It's like, oh, yeah, here we go. And then it's yeah. like, oh, like, we started off weird and we're getting more... I completely similar. agree. And and to be and to be very fair and clear, we just didn't... We didn't know. Like, we just bought a no bunch idea. of Black is Beautiful. We really didn't know what we were getting into with each one. Yeah, the only thing we knew is that the reason why they're made, why they're called this, and the fact that they're all Imperial Stouts and that most of them are 10%. That's all the information yeah. we had. And so we were excited about that. Let's sip. Yeah, this 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 one stout is an Imperial Stout. It's a rich roasted malt coffee flavor with a little bit of cherry that's enhanced by a booziness. You smell the booze, you taste the booze. Very boozy. Yeah, and you get that uh, that fruitiness that adds to it, so it, it kind of mutes it. It's not that, like, it's definitely not a milk stout. It's not a. It's not even a Guinness. There's a, an added layer of, uh, I guess, booziness or fruitiness. Hop. Or hops, yeah. I, I don't know that I'm, like, getting hops specifically, but I think just the overall flavor of it just reminds me of a solid hop variety. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really like this a lot. Licking Hole is just... <laughs> Licking it. Hole is... It, it's as good as... It's it, It's the best feeling, they honestly. They have just awesome beers. Yeah. I mean, we, we had those four last time we were here for round 34, and, like... You know, blueberry French toast. That two, not tequila. That's two roads. They had the the tequila based lime, the tequila oak spirals. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just yeah. like they they go hard in the paint. <laughs> if you want a memorable flavor experience, lick hole, dude. Lick hole in Goochland. <laughs> you have to do it. Because- 
the best part of this for me, learning about this specific beer, was visiting the website again and just reading all of the puns and all of their like. We we know. Let's get I, silly. Is basically there. I'm telling message. you, I couldn't love this brewery anymore, and I I stand by that episode. If you if this is your first foray into the hop, and you want to know what we're about, I would recommend you go listen to round thirty four because <laughs> Licking Hole was just. Uh, as good as we get i will never forget that day we were upstairs <laughs> on your couch and you went oh my god there's we're a brewery <laughs> you were like we're ordering this beer and i was like great what we, is it and you just said licking hole and i yeah. said excuse me the amount of time between us discovering the existence of this brewery and the beer being on the way to us was about an hour literally though not less. even it was literally like okay i'll get two you'll get two here we go yeah the order was placed the next day they called us and they were like hey we're here we were like oh shit yeah, yeah buzz buzz this apartment we'll let you in <laughs> it was yeah I, I i love them and and to speak to their black is beautiful again it's just this one is um this one is what you expect it to be. This is mm. a this is an imperial stout. Yeah. This is a imperial stout through and through. It comes through with all of the roasted malt, the coffee, all of the espresso flavors, the dark malt flavors that you want. There's an extra fruitiness, an extra booziness, uh, even an extra hoppiness. There's an extra yeah. layer of something bubbling at the top that gives it a little more complexity. This tastes like a ten percenter. That too. Yeah. yeah. Like this one is. There's no twists or turns on this one, right? It's just straight up to the point, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they they've got the the classic tan head, little bit of the tan head retention. Um, the only thing that sucks about Licking Hole is their font size on their website. It's just so hard to yeah, read. That's <laughs> like, really true. I'm looking at it, and it's just like I have to squint to. It's you know, it's like you guys have to up that, maybe use some <laughs> other colors. Um, but that's the you're, only critique. You're I have. not wrong about that <laughs> at all. And we talked about that on round 34. Yeah, like licking hole, we love everything about you. We just need you to like bump it up to maybe a 12 or a 14. It's at like a seven. It's like, what are really we doing here? small. <laughs> It's against a purple background. Like, we can't read it. It makes it really hard. It's like <laughs> it's like dark gray seven font against a Literally. dark purple background. It's almost as if they're kind of like, just trust us. Yeah. Our name is Licking Hole. How can you go wrong? And they're not wrong. They've never let us yeah. down to date. Yeah. All right. The last one. The last one is is a collab between another Trillium, another past episode fan favorite White Lion Brewing who's been on the show and Trillium. So let's let's get into that. Yeah, so this is a collab between White Lion Brewing out of Springfield, Mass, and Massachusetts Trillium Brewing Company. Hell yeah! Teamed up with Ray Berry Jr., who is the founder of White Lion. They were featured on round 33, just prior to Licking Hole. Uh, <laughs> and they... <laughs> it's the way I phrase Prior to Licking Hole. <laughs> uh, they teamed up with him and uh, basically collabed on, on their version of this beer. 100% of the proceeds from White Lion's version were donated to the Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley with the entirety of proceeds of the Trillium version donated to the Lawyers for Civil Rights Boston area, uh, founded in the wake of assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert Kennedy. Um, so for this version of Black is Beautiful, uh, they brewed the share reci shared recipe from Weathered Souls uh, and then blended it with two currently unreleased bourbon and rum barrel-aged beers. Holy shit. So You yeah. had me at barrel exactly we're, we're rounding it out with a with a little little wow. barrel aged delight i think i think we picked the per we completely randomized it but i think we picked the perfect order to do this in we just took shots in the dark like I honestly mean, though like this is great this one is nine percent abv uh beer advocate has it at 92 untapped has it at 4.21 oh. uh and it is a slightly confusing situation because white lion has a version trillium has a version the can has both of them on it we're not really sure who it did so we're, we, we can only assume a disgruntled employee poured two <laughs> of one we'll find bill, out so, what we're yeah, dealing with we'll, here we'll see what happens Chocolate, often chocolate, nose. big time. Wow, 
this is another like straightforward i would say imperial style like you know what it is um but uh yeah it's a little bit stronger smelling and a little stronger smelling than the uh the licking hole one yeah i get uh i get alcohol and booze but i i do get chocolate and espresso i get like Shut. it's kind of like if a guinness like all of the flavors you expect off a of guinness uh. mixed with maybe like the founders breakfast breakfast stout, stout or something yeah. like it's there's there's a mixture of like it's like a guinness on steroids <laughs> Honestly, though, it's like those flavors with a little bit more booziness behind it. God, it smells just deadly. And by deadly, I mean alcohol content. Like, it smells very dangerous. Yeah, it, it so. does smell boozy. All right, last one. Cheers. Let's round it out. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Chocola featuring Johnny Depp. And booze. Because, <laughs> wow. And beer. <laughs> It's boozy as hell. It's chocolatey as hell. Mm-hmm. This is like chocolate in a can. Yeah, this wow. is like Count Chocula. This is like... <laughs> We're drinking Count Chocula's blood. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, right? In the mouth, in the palate, in your mouth, what you will taste is chocolate. But when you swallow it, yeah. what's going to overwhelm you is booze. Yeah. Like, 100%. I just get like f- this... I swallow it and I just get booze from like the bottom of my mouth up through the top of my palate and across my taste buds. And it's just like wild. I, because of what I said before about this Trillium White Lion collaboration, maybe there's two versions, maybe there's one. We don't really know. Their names are both on the can. I can't say with certainty that this was blended with bourbon barrel aged beer. Mm. I don't know if it was. I don't. Yeah, we don't know if it was, but it does kind of taste in that direction. I'm not gonna say it tastes like that specifically, but it tastes like it, it's coming from like that tree. You know what I mean? It tastes boozy. I mean, do you get bourbon and rum? No, not necessarily. Um, more Me either, but more of the classic imperial stout flavors. You know, chocolate, coffee, toffee, roasted yeah. malt, all that fun stuff. But, but yeah. the description that they gave on their version says that that's twenty percent of the beer. So I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. If, if, <laughs> it's weird to review a beer and not know exactly what version we're drinking. But if this is that, yeah, <laughs> that is uh, very muted. Uh, vanilla. Mm-hmm, Vanilla sure. bean, a little bit of cinnamon, <clears throat> maybe a little bit of nutmeg. Some sweetness for sure. So yeah, little bit, li- the tiniest bit of creaminess. Tiny, tiny, not yeah. a lot, not a lot. This is delicious. This is kind of like if the Dolce de Leche took out the butterscotch yeah. and then merged with the licking hole version. That's kind of what yeah. it is. It's kind of like it's the got, best of both worlds. It's got the base of licking hole, which is very not simple, but but just straightforward with the sweetness of the dulce de leche, but mm-hmm. like only a little bit. Of, yeah, I think you hit that right on the head with that. I I think it's great. I I, I do too. I don't know if it's Trillium or White Lion or both, but um, it both, says but both on the can, so it must be both. But uh, and we are big fans of White Lion and big fans of Rayberry Junior. Hell yeah! All right. We've reached that point. Let's let's rank these puppies. And Gabe, I'm I'm gonna go first. Okay. Are you gonna do five, four, three, two, one, or are you just gonna do your one? I'm gonna do one, two, three, four, five. Got it. Do it. So my number one is gonna be the White Lion Trillium collab. Oh, I didn't think I was gonna go that way. I see. Yeah, I thought you. Were I didn't go think with, I was going um, to, but this Gun just Hill. this just this just is the best of of all worlds. My number two will be Gun Hill's Dolce de Leche. Yeah. That was just incredible. My number three will be Licking Hole. <laughs> but they're number one in my heart. But they're number three in the beer. But that 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 straight up Imperial stat was delicious. Number four, but I still really liked it, was that uh, Belgian. It just like, um, I think it's just number four in terms of my preferences. But it's mm-hmm. it's a wild beer with some crazy flavors to it and definitely worth a try. And number five is our our gluten free friend over here from uh, Departed Souls, and um, it happens. It yeah, 
It was it was very fruity. We're being honest. Hey, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It wasn't bad. It was it's very fruity. Num- very out, out of out of what we have, it's number five, and that's it fine. Threw me for a loop. It's fine. <laughs> uh, one, I gotta go with Gun Hill. I think that that uh, uh, that Dolce de Leche just really just knocked me on my ass. Um, Gun Hill one, Trillium White Lion two, Licking Hole three. Wild East 4 and uh, Departed Souls 5. So our 1 and 2 are flip-flopped, but uh, very similar. We're pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I, all of these were great, and they're all unique style. Uh, we thought for sure it would be like coffee, roasted malts, chocolate, toffee. Next, coffee, roasted malts, toffee, chocolate. Like We thought yeah. it would be all of that, and I am just so happy that they all were so different. Me like, too. If like after tasting all these, if you just handed me one, I'd be able to tell you which brewery it was mm-hmm. based off of how dif- different it is. I uh, this was this was awesome. Yeah, this, this was, was the booziest flight. This was the <laughs> booziest jet plane I've ever ridden on. So. And I think that's what Weathered Souls was going for. And it's just it, it, this this couldn't have worked out any better. I'm so yeah. glad that we did this. Um, before we get out of here, we always like to end on a fun topic. We don't have much of one today, but it is Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. We're dropping the episode on Thanksgiving. And um, I, I mean, we're just, we hope everyone's out there cooking food. You know, it's it's a little more socially distant than normal. It's a little yeah. weirder than normal. Uh, I hope. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're a little bit more separated from your family than you should be. But Hey, Zoom is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to be in front of someone to celebrate and give thanks the thing is at the end of the day when they turn on the football games or when that turkey comes out of the oven it doesn't matter who's around you um i'm sorry out of the oven or out of the smoker steven steven's smoking a turkey in a badass smoker and i couldn't be more jealous I am indeed. Yeah, I've been working on this a long time. I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned my smoker on the hop over the summer. Well, you had a very tiny one, and it was like, it worked. We made ribs. We made sausages. Like, we did the works. But now... I got have like a like a a pull-it-down sort of I have a professional smoker that I have assembled. I have seasoned. It is ready to go. And on Thursday... Early in the morning, I will put a bird in there for about eight hours, and at the end of it, I will have an applewood smoked turkey oh to at Thanksgiving. It could be shit or it could be great. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> it better not suck. We've never done this before. But I am so <laughs> excited about it, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of taking the reins on Thanksgiving this year, yeah. which is That's one awesome. of the I don't usually take the reins, but this is the year that I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Do it. Move us. Step aside, Dad. Yeah. I got this one. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're doing all the classic sides, mashed potato stuffing, cranberry, all that fun stuff. We got uh, yeah, cornbread stuffing, uh, uh, mashed potatoes in some version. I haven't decided yet. Crispy Brussels sprouts, cranberry sauce. Uh, I'm making it pie because hey. everyone buys pies. I, I was. I said to my mom, "When was the last time you had a, someone make Homemade an apple pie, a yeah. pie?" And my dad was like, "Never, <laughs> stop and shop." We don't. Yeah, I mean, like, no, I, I get it. Not. Like, we could go to a local farm and get a good pie, but no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a pie. Yeah, because I got that kind of time. There you go. Why not? Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. the same way. Like, I got my aunt making a pie. My mom's making a pie. Um, there's only a few of us. It's normally bigger, but we're, you know, a couple family members are uh, socially distancing, which is totally fine and understandable. Um, we've got all the classics and. Um, yeah, we're not smoking a turkey. I'm jealous as hell, but I will be here to watch at least the night football game with you. So It's supposed to rain. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet, but I'm going to be outside at that grill all day, and I cannot wait for it. I This just, is why God invented umbrellas. <laughs> there's just nothing. I can't. I, I've gotten so into it this summer. There's just like there's the the therapeutic, cathartic experience of just standing beside a grill for hours 
yeah. smoking meat, slow cooking it in and out of the house. I, I, I love it so much. I'm addicted to it and I've never done it for Thanksgiving, but Steve, we're going to start drinking go. at like one in the afternoon. <laughs> He's going to be like, I'm three hours in. Uh, it's my favorite holiday. So, uh, yeah. we hope, you know, by the time this episode drops, uh, all that will be happening and we hope you guys are uh, having a great Thanksgiving Yes, absolutely. as well. Uh, so thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for another round of drinking as we move into December. And until then, uh, send us an email, uh, hit us up, give us a rate and review on Apple podcasts, hit, uh, hit us, us up, up on, on the socials, all those things. And we will see you next week for, uh, moving into December. We love you guys. Stay safe. Stay calm. We'll get through this storm. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, 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 motherfucker. <laughs>